accused of fabricating almost every single part of your life. Why did you why did you deserve to represent the people of New York? The way. Did you illegally Congressman, you seem to be dodging be questions about your finances and about your background. Congressman, what about those new accusations? You're accused of fabricating almost every single part of your life. Why did you why did you deserve to represent people the way? Did you illegally Finally, journalists seem some journalists seem to be doing their job with respect to some people. Hold on. I've realized in everything that I checked before going live. Good. We're in the good mic. Uh, lighting's good. Little shiny forehead. Good morning, everyone. Uh, never eat. Tri- good morning, everyone. West of Nova Scotia. Good afternoon, Nova Scotia. I think you guys are one hour ahead. Good morning. Journalists uh, finally seem to be doing their job. Yes, Gaylord Fokker, you're right. They're doing their job because he's a Republican. For those of you who have been around the channel for long enough, you know this already. For those of you who are new to the channel, I have a pet peeve in life. Lying and liars. I, I, I can. There is no greater curse, I think, for a human than to be thought of as a liar. Being thought of as dumb is better than being thought of as a liar. Because at least dumb people, you know, it's beyond their control. Liars can never be trusted. And you know that old expression, the liar's curse is that they can never trust uh, others. Bullcrap. The curse of a liar is never to be able to be trusted again. I have, uh, as a parent, um, I won't call it unhealthy, but I have a vehement loathing for lying. And, and I know everyone's going to say, well, everybody lies, you know, even as a parent, yes, we lie. We have to make up white lies. We have to make up exaggerations. Why can't we watch TV? Oh, cause the TV doesn't work or whatever. Okay. We're talking about material lies. George Santos, from what I understand, uh, has now been found to have made some of the most egregious, culpable, immoral, uh, virtue signaling and valor stealing lies. Is he the first politician to have ever done it? Absolutely not. Where was that from? Doesn't matter. Absolutely not. Uh, will he be the last? Absolutely not. D- do I think it's equally reprehensible when Joe Biden claimed to have been marching alongside Martin Luther King? I forget exactly the slew of lies that came out of Joe Biden's mouth. Uh, you know, and everyone will say, oh, Donald Trump lies also? Yes. And when we're in the realm of politics, we have to actually uh, prioritize certain lies versus others and distinguish between lies and hyperbole, lies and what we call in French, bandole. Uh, but this guy, George Santos, apparently lied about being Jewish. I, I don't know if he lied about being gay because I don't know which one's the lie and which one's the not. Uh, in a tweet or a response to a Facebook message a while back said that 9-11 claimed his mother's life, uh, only to reveal you know, subsequently that his mother died of cancer in 2016. Whether or not in his mind when he said 9-11 claimed his mother's life, it was because she subsequently died of cancer that he attributes to her having acquired as a result of 9-11. I don't know. I, I, can, I can imagine a way someone's going to try to weasel out of that um, 
inaccurate, misleading statement. Um, but he's a liar. I mean, I, I think we can all agree he's a liar. But in the era of partisan liars, people are going to say, well, he, he, but he's my liar. So, you know, I'll, I'll forgive those lies because they're not material to politics. They're just material to character. Set it all that side. Uh, yeah, uh, he's not, Jew, he's Jewish. Barnes and I talked about that Sunday night. Um, but I have, a, I have a very, very big problem with liars in general, which is why I don't get angry when people call me a liar which is why I go out of my way whenever I make a mistake to specifically and publicly correct that mistake because I don't want anybody thinking that I lied and I don't want an honest mistake effectively turning into a lie through concealment because people have too much pride to admit that they made a mistake because people don't want to affect their reputation by acknowledging, I made a mistake, I got duped there. Uh, yep, that screen grab wasn't authentic. Won't make that mistake twice, that's for sure. And we're going to get into it today, but I have such a fear of being thought of as a liar that I will deliberately and um, disproportionately go out of my way to correct a mistake publicly, almost to the point where people are going to think I'm virtue signaling for correcting my own mistakes so publicly. I don't want anybody ever thinking that I'm a liar. The journalists decide they're doing their job now when it comes to Santos. Why? Because he's Republican. That grilling is, is appropriate journalistic grilling. He's in a public space in his capacity as a representative, walking the corridors of a public building. No one's really touching him. No one's aggressing him. They're just, you know, following him, hounding him, asking questions. Good questions, by the way. I mean, there is no answer to that question. You've lied about pretty much every aspect of your life. Why do you think you get to represent uh, whomever your, your, your constituents? Well, they voted me in. The question should be, you lied to everybody. Uh, what's the truth? Are you Jewish? Were your grandparents Holocaust survivors? In his own mind, by the way, I, I can see the I can see the twisting of, of of whatever reality could justify those lies. He's going to say, "Well, my my grandparents were Holocaust survivors, but they weren't Jewish. They might have been uh, other victims of the Holocaust." Question's going to be, "What does what do people assume to be the case when someone says something like that?" Nine Eleven claimed my mother's life. You know, not many people or most people are not going to read that and say, "Oh, you mean by cancer five years later?" No. Uh, but why are they only doing it with Santos so vigorously? Can you imagine if they hounded Fauci as vigorously? Can you imagine if they hounded Eric Swalwell as vigorously? Swalwell had an affair. Uh, and I don't know if it's a sexual affair. I'll say a relationship. He had a relationship with a Chinese spy. And from what I understand, he's, he was not removed from certain intelligence committees. Despite that, uh, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, error in reasoning, despite that, uh, that mistake. It's my first day. Rachel Levine, uh, the now Admiral Levine, chief health officer, whatever. Levine took Levine's mother out of a long-term healthcare facility in Pennsylvania at the height of COVID to protect Levine's mother, while other elderly people were left to die in those facilities. Did they hound Gretchen Whitmer? on the 8645. Did they ground Gretchen Whitmer on her, some might describe it as murderous COVID policy, requiring uh, long-term healthcare facilities to take COVID positive patients back from the hospital? Did they, did, they, did they hound her on that? Did they hound Whitmer on, oh my goodness, I've, I've forgotten about all these things already. Uh, that flight that she took, you know, the claiming at business expense and uh, taking private jets, uh, jet setting around on her husband asking if their boat could go in the water while everyone else is on lockdown. No, 
because partisan politics is tribalist rubbish. And um, it's the sign of the times. They can do their job when they hate their subject. And when they love their subject and when they have to protect their subject, they become lapdogs, not watchdogs. Ah, good morning. <laughs> Jeez, I, 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 in the chat before we got started, I'm saying like life, sorry, I'm, I, how do I stop this? I'm seeing myself now. In the chat before we got started, I was you know, explaining how life is a struggle. And it's a struggle that we have no choice. Once we're here, very few choices, very few, um, not legitimate, but uh, viable options. And then the question is, okay, do you, do, you, do you just shut up and give up? As if that's going to guarantee you anything more in the future than uh, standing up and fighting peacefully and fighting, <laughs> fighting peacefully and fighting respectfully and fighting in a way that's going to actually help you achieve your goals and not serve other people's purposes. Um, it's a struggle. And when you know what's going on in the world, it's even more of a struggle. Blissful ignorance at a given point in time. Plugging yourself back into the matrix seems like it would be, at the very least, the more um, the less stress-inducing option. But alas, we don't have a choice. Uh, Keith, I, I read it. Here you go. I'll bring it up so you can get the attention. Uh, please don't spam. We've had this discussion before. You can say whatever you want. Don't spam it like a robot, please. Uh, on the menu today, people, the latest from the Twitter files. Yesterday was another break, another break, another uh, release of the Twitter files. And um, it, it's, it's shocking. My only critique of the unraveling of the disclosing of the Twitter files is it's gotten too voluminous. Voluminous? Voluminous? Voluminous for even the dedicated myself to follow. But I followed it. I spent a few hours on a Twitter space yesterday uh, listening to open discussion among doctors about it. We're going to get to it. Um, Jessica Robb, the Canadian CTV journalist who had a medical emergency on air, apparently is fine, uh, although we haven't seen any video of her that I know of since the incident. We see a press release from CTV, which we're going to get to. Uh, there's some other articles. Some other articles we're going to get to. So we're going to go live exclusively on Rumble in a bit. Before then, housekeeping. Um, can I, how do I bring up this? Oh, here we go. Steve Robitaille, super sticker. Thank you very much. There's a second one. I hope you're not trying to make a comment and not um, being able to do it. Uh, thank you. Super Chats, Rumble Rants, everybody. So you should know, uh, YouTube takes 30% of all of those Super Chats. If you don't like that, we are or should be simultaneously streaming on the Rumbles, which we are. And there's a Rumble Rant in the Rumble section from I'm Not Your Buddy Guy says, we are dealing with a real-world megalomaniac organization that is trying to reduce the world population and instead of the intelligence community foiling their plans, they are actively aiding them. I'm Not Your Buddy Guy, thank you very much for the, the Rumble Rant and the comment. Uh, I will read comments that are not necessarily an endorsement of reading them, even if I might happen to agree and or disagree with elements of, that, uh, of any given chat that I read. But I understand the sentiment. Uh, so Rumble has Rumble Rants. They take 20% of Rumble Rants. Uh, so better for the creator, better to support a platform that supports free speech. We're going to go to local Rumbles exclusively in a bit. But before we get started, I've got two sponsors for this video. You may have noticed in the beginning it said this video contains a paid sponsor because it does. Because Viva has entered the realm of his YouTube online career.
where he has sponsors. Do we start with, let's start with gold people. Uh, jokes aside, I mean, it's fun to have sponsors and, and I, I have, I have declined a great many sponsors because I don't believe in the product and I don't want to necessarily endorse the product. And I'm glad I did it because a few of them were Bitcoin type stuff. And I, 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 I'm glad stuff that I wholeheartedly agree with owning gold and the next one, field of greens. We'll get there in a bit. Gold birch, uh, birchgold.com. Uh, people don't understand that it's it's sort of easy, but it's hard to make money, but it's even harder just to keep your money. Uh, I mean, literally, you can put 100 bucks in a bank and let it sit there. You can stick it under your mattress and just by virtue of inflation and the passage of time, you're losing money on that money. Uh, you can go and do what I did, buy some stocks, buy some stonks, buy some Bitcoin stocks and lose 50% in short order. Gold, uh, there's a reason why gold, silver, precious metals um, have been around for a long time and have been a, a pretty decent, there's no guarantees in life, but they're pretty decent assurances in life. Gold, silver, precious metals have been a staple of markets for a long time. And you, you won't go up 10x overnight like you might do with Dogecoin or whatever, but you won't go down 10x or 1000x or 100% overnight like some people did with FTX and their tokens, FTT. Uh, Birch Gold has made it easy to convert IRA into 401ks, IR, to convert an IR1 or 401k into IRA in precious metals. Um, it's good stuff. It's a great service. Go to birchgold.com forward slash Viva to claim your free info kit on gold. 20 years experience converting IRAs, 401ks into precious metals. IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Triple A rated, what is it? An A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, countless five-star reviews. Yada, 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 you know it. It's a good darn company. And it's idolatry to some extent, um, but there is a certain beauty in holding uh, a gold coin in your hand. It's like you're holding a stock. You're holding one stock. You can go to a place and cash that stock in whenever you want. How would you look at that? Ron Paul has joined Birch Group. And I think I also saw Ben, ben Stiller, not Ben Stiller, Ben Shapiro. I, I didn't actually do that on purpose. Birchgold.com forward slash Viva people. Sponsor number one. Thank you for sponsoring my channel as well. The, the place for the hinged, fringed minority holding on acceptable views. Get, get out. Stop, stop, stop. Hold on. I, we saw that already. Okay. Remove, stop, share screen. What do you can't eat gold? Buddhist priest says, true. You can't eat money. Uh, but you can use gold to procure money or barter for things that you can't eat. At some point, everything has to get converted into basic necessities. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes, you can't eat gold. Uh, you can certainly stuff it up your butt if, <laughs> if you need to hide it. Um, and it has retained value for thousands of years, and there's a reason for it. All right. That was cringy, Viva. Oh, well, of course you're going to say that Tucson Bitcoin because I'm, I'm dissing Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Look at my eyes. Do I look tired? Uh, I, I might look, you know, before we get started on the show, I'm just going to, well, we're already started on the show, but let me just bring up my Twitter feed. I'm not going to play the music because I don't want this getting claimed by NBC and Jimmy Fallon and, and whomever. The eyes are the window to the soul, people. Look at this. Let me see here. No, 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 no. We don't want to hear the music. I don't want to hear the music. It's been stuck in my head all day. Look at Jimmy Fallon's eyes. This is Jimmy Fallon. Dancing, dance monkey, dance monkey. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
He's 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 doing a musical shtick to the latest variant of COVID, telling people to wear masks. Look at those eyes. Those I may be projecting. I may be projecting. Those are dead eyes of someone who has sold his soul to promote something that um, he says um, he knows to himself he does not want uh, does not want to be in his legacy. That that will be his legacy. However, it's it's terrible. Between between Jimmy Fallon's dead eyes, it's COVID variant B point five, and the other guy there, Stephen Colbert. Uh, what was that? What was it? His vaccine, vaccine. Da, 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 da. It's psychotic. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. It's psychotic. If we were living in a dystopian nightmare, a total recall esque world, I would expect to see this, but not even this exaggerated in the movie. Late night talk show hosts doing segments where they dance around with syringes, musical bits to COVID variations, variants. It's psychotic. I'm sorry, I'm getting mad. It, mass psychosis. But, but trust the fact checkers. Mass formation psychosis doesn't exist, according to behavior experts, according to group behavior experts. What is uh, mass formation psychosis? Nothing more than group psychology. According to group psychologists, group psychology doesn't exist. They're out of work. Three years of this bullshtonk. Oh, okay. Well, that's um, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I can't even play the music, but it's been stuck in my head all morning. It's just terrible. Just terrible. Sick is the word. Okay. Uh, let's start with the story. It's 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 going to segue into another story that is also very sad. I mean, it, it's just the world is sick. People have lost their minds, and and I'll and I'll say this with full reflection of self insight. Uh, people have 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 lost their humanity in their tribalist politics and their tribalist um, perspective of the world. I say that with full awareness of confession through projection, of someone's going to accuse me of seeing in others what I must feel true about myself. I dr Old moral of my life, my father, it was my father or my law mentor. It, it might have been both. And they said, draft everything. Every correspondence between your client, between opposing counsel, draft everything as though one day a judge will read it. Draft everything as though one day it will be under the eyes of a judge. Because in the practice of law, people don't think about it. They think, oh, I'm going to send out a Friday afternoon blast email to a lawyer and tell him he's a real POS and that'll make me feel good for the weekend. Uh, oh, but it's just, it's just inter-attorney correspondence. A, law, a judge is never going to see it. And then lo and behold, one day you're staring at a judge reading your, uh, reading your email, reading your letter, reading something that you thought the judge would never read. And the judge is going to look at you and say, you think that's, you think that's good? So I, I live with that and I abide by that every day, knowing that when I put out a tweet to the effect of Justin Trudeau is a very bad person, yeah, I, I'm drafting that as though a judge is going to read it and not a judge on Twitter, not a judge on the censorship board, not Elon Musk judge, a, a proverbial existential judge. So when I, when I see something uh, like what we saw happen to the CTV journalist Jessica Robb on Sunday, having what appeared to be a medical emergency on air, and it looked horrifying. It looked terrifying for anybody who's ever had a similar type experience. And it could actually, 
Doesn't have to be a medical emergency. It could just be an anxiety attack that feels like you're going to die. It's not funny. And nothing about it's funny. Watching uh, that Fox News journalist, I forget which one it was, but we, we talked about it a while ago, have a mild stroke on air. There's nothing funny about it. There's no schadenfreude in this. There's no, I know there are some people out there who say, that's what you get. And I think it's disgusting. Full stop. Uh, when these stories become newsworthy, it's not in the sense of any karmic justice, cosmic justice or karma or schadenfreude. It's that what the hell is happening? Uh, and by us being suppressed and bullied and coerced into silence, are we allowing this to happen to other people where public discourse could potentially save another person from going through a similar tragedy? La liberté d'expression n'est pas une crime. Burl Osborne, free, uh, freedom of speech is not a crime uh, in French. And by the way, tonight I will be on uh, with Eric Duham at 7 o'clock. Uh, it'll be a French interview, so limited, limited interest. But um, So when you see something like this happen to a journalist, it's, it's horrifying. It's scary. And then, and then we can't answer, we can't ask questions. And then when we ask questions, we're accused of being the heartless bastards for asking the obvious question, which everyone is thinking. But then when, you know, Diamond dies and you get Mark Lamont Hill coming out and saying, Diamond, pro-Trumper, uh, dies after having contracted COVID in November, you couldn't script this. Um, that feels like there's a tangible difference between uh, that type of relishing in the misfortune of others and can we identify if there's a problem here so we can prevent others from going through it? But let me get, let me get the video, which, which I, I, I makes me unhappy to watch, and it makes me very distressed to watch. Okay, here we go. Key and Bexty posted it um, Friday night. Uh, Sunday night, sorry. If it doesn't, the case can be referred to the International Court of Justice. All right, so Jessica, how do families of the victims feel about this progress that has come just a week before the it, It's the stuff of nightmares. Well, people we spoke with say they were happy that something is being done, but this is something that they've been asking for since day one. So for them, this is about a thousand days too late. Now, Merriman, I'm looking at... This is the stuff of nightmares, genuine nightmares. Are, Pushing feds to, pushing the feds to, sorry, Airman, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not feeling very well right now, and I'm about to, okay, we'll come back to you right now, and we'll make sure that, Jessica, you are doing okay, thank you, we will make sure that Jessica is okay. It's, so it's, it's horrifying, and, and now, now, here's, here's the, the reality about it, by the way, it seems to be horrifying. No one on earth uh, should have anything but the utmost of sympathy watching that. No one on earth should have any reflexive thought other than, I genuinely hope that she's okay. When I say it's horrifying, prima facie horrifying, well, if, 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 if Jessica hypothetically is hypoglycemic or hyperglycemic, I forget, I forget which one. If she's hyper, hypoglycemic, if she's diabetic and she forgot to take her meds that day and the explanation is, I, 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 I was low on sugar and I had a fainting spell. It's happened before or no biggie. And that's the explanation. Well, I, I think a great many people would stop asking questions then and there. If it were, I have a history of this or eh, don't know what happens. Uh, you know, I, it, I was off. I was fatigued. Okay. 
what ends up happening is after this incident is, is broadcast live to the world, and then the video itself starts catching social media attention, uh, Jessica locks, or her, her Twitter account gets locked, protected tweets. Um, I, I had tweeted out, you know, I hope you're okay. I mean, can we ask, you know, the obvious questions here? It then becomes known before the account got locked and, you know, once bitten, twice shy, nobody wants to make the same mistake twice. Um, before the account got locked. Oh, hold on. Now I hear myself in the background. Hold on. Where, where am I hearing myself? <laughs> there it is. Okay. Uh, before her account got locked, it, it, it seems that she had publicly, you know, tweeted uh, that despite being vaxxed times three, uh, that she still got COVID, and that was in April 2022. Um, and that and that became public. You know, that that was information that at the time this individual was sharing apparently with the public. And, and the thing about this is like people also have to appreciate when people are saying, "Hey, I got vaxxed. Here's my profile pic. Here's a syringe." They're not saying it so that they can tell the world what they've done. They are, to some extent, unless, you know, you think I'm wrong on this, they are publishing that private medical information, not to tell the world, look what I've done, but to pressure the world to say, look what you should do. Um, that, that's what they are, in fact, doing. And so once upon a time, they share this information with the public, publicly, proudly. Oh, Justin Trudeau, Hi, it feels great to get the vaccine. Posting a picture of him getting a needle in his tattoo, his, his indigenous cultural appropriation tattoo on his shoulder. And, and they post it publicly. And then something happens publicly, which is a known potential adverse reaction. And then nobody can ask questions anymore. All of a sudden, then you're the a-hole. You're the insensitive bastard for asking the obvious questions, which is a follow-up on information they willingly disclosed not only just for the purpose of saying what they've done, but for the purposes of pressuring other people into doing the same thing. So it happens. CTV waits, I think it was a full 24 hours, although they put out a tweet, I think, that night saying, she's fine, she's recovering, CTV. Then they put out this public statement. When was it? January 9, 442, yesterday. L let's, let's read this statement, because I, I still have questions. A message from Jessica Robb coming from CTV Edmonton's Twitter feed. On Sunday night, a very personal and vulnerable moment unfolded as I reported live on air. Okay, so then we, and then we get to the message here. Let's, let's, let's read it. Actually, let me just make sure that we're looking at the same thing, and we are. This is the uh, announcement coming from CTV. A message from Jessica Robb. On Sunday night, a very personal and vulnerable moment unfolded as I reported live on air. Since then, it has been shared thousands of times along with baseless theories about the cause. Seems to be arguing from conclusions and not towards them. And by the way, you know, uh, okay. To everyone who has reached out with supportive messages of well wishes and concern, thank you. It's been overwhelming. And while I can't get to all of the messages, please know I've seen them and appreciate every single one. I have also received an overwhelming amount of harassment and hatred. I don't know what is meant by that or what is perceived as harassment and hatred, but nobody should be harassing anybody, even if they in fact uh, did suffer what the person thinks they suffered from. You know, the, 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 the resentment might come from the initial tweets. Hey, guys, I go get jabbed. 
hey guys, I'm going to tell you what to do with your body when I have no liability, no skin in the game. Rachel Notley out of Alberta, go go get vaccinated. How can how can Danielle Smith lead Alberta when she won't tell people to go get vaccinated? Hey Notley, hey everyone else, telling people to go get vaccinated, coercing them into go and get going to get vaccinated. If you have stripped liability, if you have sorry provided immunity to these pharma companies so they can't get sued for any reason. If you're giving unsolicited, unlicensed medical advice with impunity, you just need to be quiet about it. So it's not in the nefarious consequences that might arise down the line that any resentment should come. It should come from the original tweets themselves. I don't know what is meant by harassment and hatred, but people should be respectful and nonetheless wish the best for Jessica Rob, whatever the issue was. Tied to false theories about the reason for the incident. While I will not share private medical information publicly, I can say there is no cause for concern and that my understanding of my own medical background provides a reasonable explanation for what happened. I can, however, confirm that the situation was in no way related to the COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, and here's where I read this as a lawyer, as a cynic. This reads like it was drafted by CTV. The fact that the account, the Twitter account is still on private, there's been no video, no, 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 no public message. CTV, her employer, who might very well have compelled her, coerced her to get the jab in order to retain her employment, not once, not twice, but at the minimum thrice from her own apparent social media post. Well, do you think they have a vested interest in saying, uh, yeah, it had nothing to do with that and uh, make sure you say it? Just, just hypothetically imagine the employer compelled an employee to get the jab and they suffered um, an adverse reaction, as we know Many people have. Well, the pharma companies might have been immunized by the government. The government might have immunized themselves. But there is a debate as to whether or not the employer is immunized for coercing uh, a medical intervention on an employee as a, as a revised condition of employment, and the employee suffers um, physical, medical, emotional harm. That, that's not black and white. So if I'm her employer and I, in fact, did coerce my employees or recommend that they get the jab in order to retain their employment. Well, this is exactly how I'm going to draft it. And the part where I have a, a particular issue, and I, again, I, I, I hate to be um, the cynic in all of this, although I think I might have to change my Twitter profile, my Twitter banner to no matter how cynical you are, you're still being naive. While I will not share private medical information publicly, I, I say this with the utmost respect for Jessica Robb. She already did share public, uh, she already did share private medical information publicly. That's the only reason why anyone had that question in the first place. You already shared private medical information publicly about being vaxxed times three and then still getting the Rona. Oh, I've shared some private information, but I don't want to share others. No more questions here. This exhibit is closed. Oh, I can say there's no cause for concern. I, maybe she does know her medical background and there is an embarrassing reason or a very private reason. I can think of a few. But the problem is the only reason people have these questions is because some private medical information was willingly shared and then a very, very big public incident occurs. I don't, I, we don't know what caused it, but we know what didn't cause it. A, a, and, you know... You ask questions. I asked her colleague, what was her, her colleague's name? You know, they, they put out a tweet the night of, I can no longer see it now because I got blocked. Where was it? Here. Her colleague? 
she puts out the tweet and I said, can you tell us what happened? January 8th. In fairness, they probably know who I am. They, they probably know what my, the reason of my question is. I'm not going to hide it. Can you tell us what happened? Was it nausea? Was it, you know, something totally innocuous? No. No answer. Blocked. Protected tweets from the individual affected. Blocked from another CTV reporter. Silence from CTV for an extended period of time. Then a boilerplate statement from the individual from CTV's Twitter account. Yeah. I, I wish Jessica Robb the best. I hope it's nothing serious. And um, I, I will make it uh, my not personal mission. You know, it's, it's one of my um, th philosophies. I'm going to do what I can that people can know what's going on, have full information, and make their own decisions so that such tragedy, if it was, or similar tragedy, if it wasn't, does not befall other people who are being coerced, compelled, shamed, ridiculed um, into undergoing medical procedures that they do not want to go through with all of the potential negative consequences that that carries with it. I was listening to the um, Mario Narwhal Twitter uh, space yesterday. Answers for Sean. Dan Hartman was there talking about his story. This is, this is not about the individual once the damage has been done. It's about having the freedom of speech, freedom of thought, the, having the intellectual honesty to ask the questions to make sure that this, in as much as possible, does not happen to other people. Uh, no es nada. CLP, I don't even know what currency that is. Not to justify, that's what I look like when I have dysautonomia syncope. I have, had a, I have had since six years old, but I've seen an increase in POT and some people no COVID jab. Well, but, but if that's what it is, I mean, that's the answer. And then people will not have questions. There won't be, there won't be hypothesizing. Why is CTV protecting the tweets, blocking people, not answering questions? Why aren't they just providing a transparent answer to this? Oh, I'm not sharing private medical information after sharing private medical information, which is basically being shared for the purposes of telling other people what to do with their bodies. Won't share private medical information, uh, you know, unless, unless you want to get into a coffee shop. I mean, that's not her fault. And, and this is the other thing. Sh she's not the, you know, setting aside how you might feel about those tweets, she's the victim in all of this. You know, they were, they, the government was demanding citizens demand private medical information from people in order to go get a cup of coffee and sit down in the coffee shop in order to get into um, Canadian Tire, in order to get into Walmart, turning citizens into the police of other citizens, demanding private medical information to get essential items. Oh, no, but if you don't want to show it, well, we'll, we'll deliver it to you on the curb, you filth. I mean, that, that's... that's uh, Okay. Um, but what was I... It, that's it. That, that, that's the story. The, the, the all, all questions, all conspiracies, all unsubstantiated concerns could have been remedied with the tiniest degree of transparency and intellectual honesty. Yes, someone who says their Vax times three got COVID has a medical emergency on air. You know people are going to ask that question. And it's not an unreasonable question to ask now that we are becoming increasingly aware of the increasingly alarming statistics. Speaking of which, so Diamond, 
Uh, let me let me pull up the article because I don't I don't think I actually have a diamond of. Um... Oh, let me just let me just let me just get this. It's it's, it's, a, it's another terrible news, and, and some people are going to say, well, you know, when it comes to diamond and silk, um, people just want to know uh, if she died from COVID because you know they want people want to pre- prevent other people from dying from COVID. So you know to use this as an excuse to go get the the jibby jab. Oh, you guys don't see the article here. I can understand that rationale. If the if the if the argument were COVID is serious, people take it seriously. I don't think there's anybody who doesn't really do that. But that's not how the people on social media are 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 who 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 shame everyone else as being a conspiracy theorist for suggesting that you know people having medical emergencies on air on field at increasingly seemingly increasingly alarming rates. They're conspiracy theorists. But if someone was an opposed to the vaccine. And dies, well, then, it, then, then, then we can, then we can discuss it. Then their medical, then their private medical information becomes relevant. Although Diamond was um, public about it as well. Pro, uh, you know what? Let's take this over to, um, let's go over to, to Rumble exclusively right now. Um, let's go over to Rumble exclusively. But after I actually thank my second sponsor and uh, you know health. Health in the new year and health in general um, is important. Most people do not know you're supposed to eat five to six. It's an amazing thing when it comes to COVID. Of, 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 and, and there was an article out the other day that said, you know, an, an, an increasing amount of, of children, young adults in America are obese. Medication and surgery is being recommended by the Pediatrics Association. It's shocking. It's disgusting that what is being promoted is medication and surgery as opposed to healthy lifestyle. Uh, it's, it's not hard to be healthy. It takes training, and then you actually want to be healthy. You actually want to have a carrot or a cucumber with salt and pepper and cheese and not, I don't know, Pringles. Most people do not know that you're supposed to have five to six servings of raw fruits and vegetables a day, and most people don't have that. And so what do they end up doing? Not having it. And what do they end up doing? Drinking Diet Coke, thinking that makes them healthy. Uh, Fieldofgreens.com, promo code VIVA, uh, 15% off your first order, 10% off a subscription. Field of Greens is desiccated fruits and vegetables, powdered, pulverized. It's not an extract. It's not a um, supplement. It's food. It's sort of like pulverized beef jerky of the fruit and vegetable world. One sp- Do I have my thing? I don't have it. One spoonful is one serving of vegetable. You mix it in a drink. It actually tastes quite good. I say it as a joke, it looks like swamp water, but I say that for a reason. Swamp water is filled with nutrients. It looks like swamp water, tastes delicious. One spoonful has one servings of fruits and vegetables, antioxidants, all of the nutrients that come along with desiccated fruits and vegetables. Instead of sucking down a disgusting chemical-laden uh, Red Bull or Diet Coke, uh, you put this in a glass twice a day, and it's good for you. People have New Year's resolutions of losing weight. Well, you know, it's a simple but complicated solution. Healthy food, active lifestyle, calories in, calories out. There's like five or 10 calories per, per, per glass. This will give you uh, one serving per scoop twice a day. It's not as good as five to six servings of raw fruits and vegetables, but it's good. And one thing is, one thing is certain. It's a healthy habit for healthy people. Uh, it brings you to Brickhouse Nutrition, but it's actually called fieldofgreens.com. Promo code VIVA will get you 15% off your first order, 10% off a subscription. It's good. I use it. 
Field of Greens. Thank you, Birch Gold. Thank you. Products I am happy to endorse because I actually understand, appreciate, and respect the value in them. And the links to those two sponsors are in the uh, pinned comment. So let's see here. Are we going to go to... Oh, there's a rumble rant. Okay. So we're, we're going to get into the diamond story and shameless, malicious um, political framing of it once we go to rumble. Did I forget? Okay. I, got, I see three super stickers from Steve Robitaille. I hope you're not trying to... Um, put a comment in and just not able to do it for whatever the reason. All right, people, the link to Rumble is in the pin chat. How does everyone like, by the way, the new layout of Rumble? I like it. Uh, I did notice some, an extra feature that I was... Oh, yeah, I don't know if the highlighting works yet, but okay, the link to Rumble is there. We're going to talk um, Diamond, uh, uh, an evil response, at least one, we might get into a second evil response, and then we're going to get into the Twitter files. So... Head on over to Rumble in three, two, one. Now. I think we're alone. Now, by the way, what does everyone think? Oh, hold on. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Is it too much to put this there? Yeah, it's too much because you can't even see it. Um, I don't know who sent me this. I don't remember anymore, but I know it was a, 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 a sub part of the community. I've got, there's two more, four more over there, little coasters or tiles. They're beautiful. And uh, I went to the post office yesterday. There was, there, there were, there were treasures waiting for me. And to the person who sent me the fossils from the Wyoming formation for me to split with my children, because it's like that layered fossil, you split it and you open it up and there's a fossil inside. We're going to do it this afternoon. <sighs> Oh, Peggy, Peggy Bro, right before we left, says, I don't like the Rumble format. Well, I'll tell you this, though. You'll get used to it. And not you'll get used to something you don't like. Change is always disconcerting, disorienting, discombobulating. Um, so you, you get, I mean, like, I, I never like the updates on my phone, but you, you get used to them. Uh, the layout is better, says Joan, John James, and I can read the chat better. I just don't yet know how to slow the chat, but I like it. Uh, maximum, I was going to say maximum. Maximum exposure says put it over the right of the black beside the plate, like this. Oh, that's the wrong side. It's mirror, like, like something like that. Yeah, that might be good. Okay, we're good. We're on, we're on. Format is better. People are saying good. The answer is I'll get over it, says Christo Efish. Uh, and Rockstar, who I think I know from YouTube, says 109 times better. So Diamond of Diamond and Silk passed away. Um, it, it seems sudden. And I, do, I mean, I, I don't know that we know the details yet. But, you know, people who are vocal uh, on social media and, and have shared information have left pieces of information that people then go back to find. Um, she was faulted for COVID disinformation and... We're going to get into that as a concept later. Uh, let's just read this. And you got, you got to love the disgusting framing. Pro-Trump entertainer, diamond of diamond and silk, dies at 51. Like, they're, they're writing the obituary, the media, other people, and they have to do it in a way that they think is insulting. I mean, they're not saying pro-Trump entertainer because they think it's a good thing. And when someone dies, that, that's their, the defining element of their existence. 
Diamond of Diamond and Silk dies at 51 would have been a respectful way of just stating a fact. The Diamond and Silk Twitter account confirmed her death after the, perform- after the former president announced it on his Truth Social platform. The cause was not announced. The cause was not announced, but if anyone saw Trump's tweet or whatever post, uh, he did say her heart just gave out and I, her big heart just gave out. And I don't know if, if that was a Freudian slip, but he said heart all in caps. If it, anything was meant by it, if nothing was meant by it, if it was an inadvertent or subconscious indication of what he obviously knows potentially diamond of the pro Trump entertainers, diamond and silk has died. The former president. Okay. They, they confirmed both women, sisters, whose names, whose real names, whose names are Lynette Hardaway and Rochelle Richardson, respectively, were born in 1971 with Diamond making her debut on Thanksgiving Day, according to their 2020 book, Uprising. Calling her death really bad news for Republicans, former President Donald Trump said on this truth social media platform, our beautiful diamond of diamond and silk just passed away at her home in the state she loved so much, North Carolina. Her cause of death was unknown. Trump said that Diamond's death was totally unexpected. The pair's verified Twitter account said the world just lost a true angel and warrior patriot for freedom, love, and humanity. Asked donations uh, to be made uh, to the fundraiser. Okay, to a crowd. Okay. In late November, the Diamond and Silk Twitter account made a plea for prayers for Diamond. It was not clear exactly why. Anyone who believes in the power of prayer, please pray for Diamond. The autobiographical uprising, then they get into it. From what I understood, the November incident was COVID, about with COVID. Um, and then they get into a bit of the autobiographical details. The two women made a splash during Trump's 2016 campaign for president, supporting him with commentary on their YouTube channel. The duo has said they switched parties after being lifelong Democrats just to support Trump following his 2015 presidential campaign announcement. Um, Okay, so I, I think that's it. They don't mention in this because I'm... Oh, here we go. No, let's see here. The pair parlayed their Trump world inclusion into contributor jobs at Fox News. Oh, yeah. We'll get back to this in a second. The network ended the relationship in 2020 after the duo bought into the conspiracy on air that COVID-19 death figures were being manipulated to make Trump look bad. Hmm. Being manipulated. So is the conspiracy there that they were being manipulated to make Trump look bad or that they were being manipulated in the first place? Were they being manipulated, but not make, not to make Trump look bad for other reasons? Or were they, is the conspiracy theory that they were just not being manipulated? Now, now that we know, because the doctors, the experts, the politicians have actually since come out and said, as recently, the last time I heard it of last summer, 2022, we have to start distinguishing between hospitalized with COVID versus hospitalized from COVID. You know, counting a non-COVID death or a death with COVID versus a death from COVID as a death from COVID, some people might might consider that to be manipulation. Whether or not it's manipulation to make Trump look bad or just make the, the, the pandemic look worse, uh, who knows? But Dina Hinshaw out of Alberta coming out and saying a 14-year-old boy with stage four brain cancer who's in a coma is the youngest Albertan to die from COVID. That's, that's manipulation. I mean, wh- what's the conspiracy theory there? And, and, and how does one nonetheless assert that it's a conspiracy theory to say that the figures were manipulated when we had since had Kieran Moore, Hoshel, can't think of any of the other people. I think Fauci, Fauci as well. We need to distinguish hospitalized with COVID versus hospitalized from COVID. Here's a spoiler alert, people. 
Uh, it's not a very big leap to say if two years in, uh, we are getting confirmation that they have been failing to distinguish hospitalized with COVID versus hospitalized from COVID. It's not much of a leap to think that that, that ambiguity might have also been applied to death with COVID versus death from COVID. So, okay, it's, they, they called it a conspiracy theory, so I guess we have to accept it's a conspiracy theory lest we be promoting that conspiracy theory. But we've had confirmation from experts and from politicians that they were not distinguishing between hospitalized with versus hospitalized from COVID, which probably translates into the same problem for deaths, whatever you call that. Oh, it's not manipulation because it's, an, it's just a mistake. It's just a, the most basic mistake from the so-called experts. It's not manipulation. So that's the terrible news with diamonds. And where do we get into uh, dis disgusting? I mean, I, there's, there's the, I, I try to give the benefit of the doubt and I try to read on Twitter, you know, on Twitter, everything reads more cynically, more nastily, more seriously than um, it might sound in real life. It's why satire is sometimes very difficult to distinguish, to, 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 uh, to identify on Twitter because you just don't know. You think people are being serious when they're being ironic. This is Mark Lamont Hill, who we've, we've, we've talked about Mark in the past. He's had some great, he's had some great takes on things. Temple University professor, host of BET News, AJ Upfront, and Coffee and Books podcast, owner of Uncle Bobby's, Sixers fanatic, Philly-born, I don't know what that means. I, I I was never part of a fraternity. Well, this is what this is what this is what Mark Lamont Hill. You know, it, re remember when other people referred to MAGA ghouls wasting no time to hypothesize that someone having a medical emergency on field might be jibby jab related. That's MAGA ghouls. What do the Democrat ghouls do? Diamond of the right wing Trump loving duo Diamond and Silk has died. In late November, she was hospitalized due to COVID-19. I'm not sure that that's true. I, I, from what I understand, it is true, but I didn't see that in the MSNBC article. The duo was fired from Fox News a couple of years ago for spreading misinformation about COVID-19 and vac vaccines. You cannot script this stuff. What the hell does that mean? You cannot script this stuff. Let's just eliminate that line. Diamond, let's just set that, you know, if there were any um, lingering doubts up until that line, Diamond of the right-wing Trump-loving duo has died. She was hospitalized in November due to COVID. Fired from her news job for spreading misinformation. Imagine, like, the, the highlighting um, negative aspects of a, of a person's history in their obituary. This would be an obituary that someone would write about someone they hate. So uh, right up until the last sentence, at the very best, this is an obituary that a mean-spirited person would write about someone they didn't like. You cannot script this stuff. Oh, oh, is that, are, are you sort of suggesting that there's cosmic justice that's being doled out here, Mark Lamont Hill? Are, are you suggesting, oh, here, look at this. Oh, but he's, he's, he's feigning innocence. I, I didn't mean anything by that. Did you script developing deep vein thrombosis and almost dying of a clot-induced heart attack after getting vaxxed? Because that fits a script a lot more nearly than this story does. That didn't, oh, that's not the one where he was saying, wow, it sounds as though you're insinuating that she died from COVID-19 and that you're taking great pleasure in that. You're absolutely disgusting. 
What did I say to suggest pleasure? Oh, oh I'm, being, I'm being so coy now. Here's what you said to suggest pleasure. You cannot script this stuff. That means you think someone got what they deserve or got what they were asking for because it's some sort of cosmic justice at the end of the day. You cannot script this stuff. You know, the, and the amazing thing is when, let's just take this, Damar Hamlin, when he has a massive cardiac arrest on the field under the current context of which we know, coerced mandatory vaccinations for NFL, uh, myocarditis, cardiac issues for young men in particular. You have that. And when you have people asking the question, not saying the hell that anybody would have to live in to say something like this, but not saying you can't script this stuff. The football player, you can't script. Not saying there's cosmic justice. Saying I'm asking the question, holy crap, this is a tragedy. Might it be related to the thing that we know causes the thing in young men who get the thing and even more so after the second time they get the thing. That's callous. That's insensitive. That's conspiratorial. But Mark Lamont Hill comes out and says, oh, Trump loving alt-right. Oh, he didn't say alt-right. Trump loving right-wing diamond silk, hospitalized from COVID, fired for spreading misinformation, dies. You cannot script this stuff. You know what? You, 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 the thought is gross. And you know what you can script is the callous, shameless, and truly evil exploitation of tragedy. And it's no wonder why they then, in, 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 it's the word imbue, they infuse that same malice of thought and malice of spirit into other people's genuine, concerned queries. Man, just terrible. Kierdorf, $5 Rumble Man says, thank you for all you do. Kierdorf, thank you very much. My, my only, not my only, my main concern is I, I hope I'm doing something. I, I know I'm screaming into the void, um, but I hope, I hope it's doing something and, and doing something productive. N nobody wants to do, nobody doesn't want to be value added. Crazy Guru One, top three investors in Pfizer are Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street. Hmm, I don't know what those are. I'm, I'm going to display some ignorance. I know what BlackRock is. I know what Vanguard is. I don't know what State Street is. And I know what you're getting at, though. That was a $2 Rumble rant. It's just me. $5 Rumble rants. This is just a quick hello from your old stomping grounds. Canada! And I see some beautiful border collies in that avatar. Uh, so that's Mark Lamont Hill. And, that's, and, that's, and then there was another one. Um, Poundstone? Let me see something here. Oh, God, it's Jimmy Fallon's face again in my Twitter feed. Uh, what's her name? Laura Poundstone? Had one. It's just... It's just it's just terrible. I, I just like, it's just terrible. But then these are the same people who, who then, who then try to uh, suggest the same malice of spirit into the genuine concern of others because they know it's in their own heart and they assume it's in everyone else's. Paula Poundstone. I know I know that name from somewhere. Paula Poundstone. I'm sorry the diamond died. But I'm even sorrier that she spread anti-vax propaganda. Who knows how many people she killed with that message? Just, it's just terrible. Who is Paula Poundstone, everybody? Like, why do I know that name? And why did that come up in my Twitter feed? T 
Therese, zero nine says, screaming into the void is fine, but picking your nose is not. Well, if picking my nose is not fine, whoever it was that was parked next to me at the red light caught caught the witnessed the unfineness. Um, okay, so a skeptical fifty nine says those three manage basically all the index funds. Whiskey Horn Alta says I lost two acquaintances from the jab. I I, I try not to make too much of my own personal anecdotes, and I certainly do not disclose information that I'm not authorized to disclose from people who confide in me. Um, I, I've known a great, a lot more people. Maybe I'm living in a healthier environment where people who get impacted by COVID don't suffer the consequences that, you know, less physically healthy individuals do. Um, but I've, you know, what I've seen in, in my own anecdotal immediate experience it's enough to cause me to think certain things. <laughs> okay, someone just said, "Go." who said go knuckle deep? PSYOP 74? I got big knuckles, but I've got big nostrils. Look at those bad boys. Okay. Scott NYC says, lost both my parents within a week of each other in 2022, and I cannot imagine the de the devastation of, of of losing your parents. Like They, they can never be old enough. And you can never be old enough. And there can never be enough time spent with loved ones. All right. That's Diamond. And, and, the, and the people who call you a conspiracy theory for asking the statistically justifiable question, um, call you a monster, allege that you're reveling in the misery of others while they revel in the misery of others. Now, the big news, people. Uh, Twitter file dump yesterday. How is the lighting, by the way? The lighting actually kind of looks decent because the window is here and it's like blasting. And I got a, I got one light there. I got a greasy big forehead. Um, I think the lighting actually looks better on this side. Oh, hold on a second. I'm going to change my... Oh, but so I, I, I forget to like, you know, I, I do, sponsored, do sponsored videos. I forget to sponsor my own stuff. Everybody, we have a wonderful community at vivabarnslaw.locals.com. There are members who are not financially supporting members, and there's over 100,000 of the non-financially supporting members who are part of the community, who participate in discussion, who see, I think, that like 99% or virtually all of the content. Some of it's restricted to supporting members who get to comment and uh, you know other stuff. It's a wonderful community. Uh, you can decide to support at any point if you so choose. It's seven bucks a month or 70 bucks a year. And then you get access to the exclusive content. But it's a great community. You should go there and check it out. VivaBarnesLaw.locals.com and merch. VivaFry.com. If you want to get a shirt. Here, let me just let me just see what the what the website looks like. VivaFry.com. I, I, I like Salty Crackers merch. I wear it. And then I'm like, it's like, oh, I, I, I consistently forget to show our own merch. Although I think I've been getting better at it. Look at that. Look at that couple. That's my wife. She's a doctor. I don't know if I told you that. A, a PhD, not an MD. She's a very smart woman. That was my hair about a year ago. This is how much my hair has grown in a year. Okay, the beard, it looks like I should. Oh, anyways, this is it. Get Viva Barnes University. Be wild. Will be wild. Politics ruins everything. Ah, oh, good old... Honest Abe and with Barnes's face. VivaFry.com for the merch store. It's good. All right. Twitter dump. There's been another Twitter dump. And this one, 
you know, speaking of conspiracy theorists, speaking of censorship, speaking of demonizing people who have been speaking the truth from the beginning, the latest Twitter files dump shows, dude, I don't know if the, guy, the guy's name is Gottlieb, um, shows a doctor with uh, on the board at Pfizer, they call it leaning on Twitter to censor content, to censor posts. That would suggest the, uh, what's the word? The blasphemous thought that natural immunity um, confers better protection than GB jab immunity, whatever immunity that even provides, which is none because we know that it doesn't prevent contracting or transmitting. It just re reduces symptoms. So, oh my goodness. Sorry, I forgot to say no medical advice, no legal advice, no election fortification advice. I'm a lawyer. A Quebec civil law attorney. Um, I once had a discussion with someone who said, you know, why don't you trust the experts? And I said, well, I'm smart enough to determine which experts I'm going to trust. And I'm not going to trust the experts that have lied to me. I'm not going to trust the experts that have consistently gotten things wrong. I, 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 they might be smarter than me, but they might not be using their intelligence for good. I'm not going to trust an expert that lied to me. Fauci lied. Period. Full stop. You may think it was an inconsequential lie, and we're going to get into it. He lied about masks. He admitted he lied about masks. And his explanation for why he lied about the masks was basically for the greater good. We didn't want doctors to be uh, unprepared. We didn't want to run on the PPE. So I lied and said masks were not necessary. Now some people say that was a lie of a lie because masks don't do anything. Uh, you know, the, the masks on the boxes for the longest time before COVID says does not prevent against coronavirus, those stupid little blue and white things. It said it on the box, presumably for a reason. But Fauci lied. Uh, I'm smart enough to know when not to trust somebody. I'm smart enough to know if I hear two equally intelligent people, both of whom are smarter than me, I'm, I'm intelligent enough to know which one I'm entitled to rely on and entitled to believe. Maggie Bridge 09 says, Paula Poundson was once considered to be a comedienne. She was also a friend of Rosie O'Donnell. That explains everything. I, and I meant nothing physical by that. I meant psychological. It's just me says, I'm, it's, I'm it just me, Nicole, on YouTube. I sent you the portrait of your dogs. I got a couple of orders from that. Hold on, Nicole. Oh, God. Hold on, draw my glass, my things. Nicole, I am so glad we can finally do this properly because I felt terrible, uh, first of all, for being senile, for forgetting to do this properly. Nicole, please put your info, whatever you're comfortable sharing with 9,052 people. Put it in the chat on Rumble right now. Uh, I'm gonna screen grab it. And then I'm going to put it in the pinned comment on YouTube for when I post this to YouTube. Everybody, it's just me, Nicole, sent me the portrait of my dogs. Look at this. Hold on, I need to see if I'm properly framed. Look at this. That's Winston when he had long hair. That's Pudge. This is on my wall in my studio. It used to be behind me, but behind me has changed. Just look at it again. Nicole, please put your info in there. It's beautiful. It should not result in just a couple of more orders. You're an artist. And you...
I got it framed at Gamst in Montreal. You're an artist and you captured the essence of the being of another creature, which is magic. Rob A says, Viva, your thoughts on Christian Freeland and her taxpayer funded $2 billion open-ended investment in a company that doesn't exist. Uh, dude, I, I was not aware of that screen grabbing that and I will talk about that afterwards. Now, let me get to the bottom and see if, yeah, it's, it's, it's just amazing. I, I see a lot of the, it's just me, Nicole. Just share your info and so I can post it as well on YouTube. Whatever info you want to share. So that people, okay, talking about the dogs for too long now. Let's get to the, um, let's get to the latest. Twitter files revealing uh, one Dr. Gottlieb, who works on the board of Pfizer, leaning into Twitter to pressure them to censor posts that suggest natural immunity um, confers a benefit, I, I don't know, at least equal to, if not objectively greater than jibby-jab immunity, which I don't even know what it is. But let, let's read the article, because it's not just if they get caught um, uh doing wrong deeds they get caught and then the victimizers try to pretend that they are the victims so listen to this for those of you who don't know you don't need to go read the the massive twitter thread i mean you, do, you go do it because more information is always better this is the synthesis because it's too much for the ordinary person to digest and i'm going to clip this put it on viva clips and someone's going to be watching this in its shorter format on viva clips massive twitter thread yesterday uh, a massive Twitter space with Mario Nafal, uh, Dr. Eugene Gu, who I think, I think I might be able to get an interview with him. We, we've been exchanging on Twitter and they're talking about it. Eugene Gu, other than, you know, uh, saying certain things which I fundamentally disagree with, still says things that I now appreciate. And I think he's uh, waking up to the fact that the practice of medicine had been censored, which is uh, a disservice to everyone, to put it mildly. Pfizer board member, Scott Godlieb, leaned on Twitter to censor tweets which argued against vaccine passports and claimed, uh, I would say more like asserted, more like observed, more like, you know, stated, na the claimed natural immunity was stronger than the shot the latest Twitter file dumps revealed. Okay. Controversial reporter, uh, controversial reporter Alex Berenson made the claim in the latest Twitter file. So he's controversial. FD, former FDA, he's a former FDA head. Turns board member at Pfizer. There's no problem. No, no problem there. It's a big, fat, incestuous party, and you're not partaking in the orgy. Uh, he wanted to quash a tweet critical of Pfizer shots. Berenson notes that Gottlieb, a Pfizer stakeholder, did so for financial benefit. Pfizer board member and former FDA head Scott Gottlieb used his influence to pressure Twitter to flag a tweet that cast out on COVID-19 vaccines, the latest batch of Twitter files show. Documents leaked to controversial reporter. Oh, they're leaked. Leaked? And they're not leaked when they're provided by the company, okay? And he's not controversial just because you say he is. I spat on my computer. Uh, leaned on the social media company to obscure a relatively innocuous post that cast doubt about the Pfizer vaccine's effectiveness and suggested natural immunity was more effective. Oh. The tweet made by former government health official was subsequently slapped with a misleading label, despite the debate around immunity still dividing scientists to this day. You know what's funny? It still divides scientists to this day. It didn't divide scientists before the jibby-jab came. It was pretty much what they refer to as a cornerstone, a basic tenet, an accepted um, assumption. I, I presume it could be rebutted, especially when you're dealing with gain-of-function tinkered um, uh, 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 viruses. 
pathogens. I'd, maybe when humans start futzing around with the virus, maybe it's no longer an acceptable premise or maybe it's a more disputable premise, but it used to be a tenet of virology that natural infection was better or at the very least as good as, but probably better than vaccination protection. And don't worry, I've got the, I've got the receipts to show it. We'll get there. The revelations are, it used to be accepted knowledge. It used to be 101. All things being equal, if you've been infected, you don't need to get vaccinated for a while because your body has natural protection. And don't, don't think I'm saying it. Fauci saying it. We'll get there. The rev- No, we're going to do it right now so that nobody says Viva's a liar. We're going to do it right now. What I'm saying is if your wife has had, um, if she had a- an infection, she does not need to get vaccinated. But that was, of course, that was back before, you know, there was a reason to say the opposite. This is Dr. Anthony Fauci. I don't know what year it's in, but it's got to be the 90s. Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no, if she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best <laughs> vaccination is to get infected yourself. Stop and it. Just- Stop it. Make it on a mug. The best vaccination is to get infected yourself. Best vaccination is to get infected yourself is as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself because the best vaccination is to now. get infected yourself. And so she if, she not re- get it. if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. Next, if she really has the flu, she right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it, it's the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. Henderson, North Carolina. Good morning. That was Good morning. That was pretty, uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. That was pretty, get- pretty categorical. That was pretty straightforward. That was pretty, pretty concise, pretty definitive. The best vaccination is getting infected. I mean, how, how much, how much clearer can he get on it now? Oh, l- let me steal, man, the weasel out argument. Oh, that was with the flu and the flu shot generally speaking, is only 40 to 60% um, effective. So that was, that's only true of the flu. That's not true of um, other stuff. I mean, I guess the best vaccination to tetanus is not to get tetanus itself. Uh, but if someone, uh, or the best vaccination for rabies is not to get rabies itself. Okay. Is he saying then that that was only true of the flu and it's not true of a coronavirus vaccine which doesn't prevent... Uh, in getting infected in the first place. It was pretty damn clear what he said, people. It was pretty damn clear what he said. It was pretty damn clear that it was a basic tenet of virology for, for many, many years. Uh, up until, you know, the speed of science started moving a little differently. What is this? Is this the article that I was on? Okay, I'm going to put that down here. Was this? Yeah, this is it. Okay, so here we go. Let's carry on with the article just so that nobody says uh, Viva made a statement and didn't bring the receipts from... People that are smarter than him. Oh, but Viva, you're a hypocrite. Fauci's a liar, but you believe him when he says something convenient. Statements that run contrary to interests of the witness carry more weight. Uh, Spontaneous statements made carry more weight. Fauci's a liar, a proven liar. It doesn't mean that he was lying back then. He might have been, but there's plenty of science to suggest that there was a good reason for why he said what he said back then, only to change it, you know, now for reasons. With a dollar sign. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, the um, 
Okay, the revelations are part of the Twitter files, a cache of internal documents and correspondence that have recently been made publicly available to a select number of journalists. Their aim is to highlight a range of censorship decisions Twitter made prior to the takeover by eccentric billionaire. Elon Musk, he's an eccentric billionaire. Brett Giroir, Brett Giroir says, it's now clear, hashtag COVID-19, and and YouTube, I'm just reading the tweet in the context of this article. Brett Giroir, it is now clear COVID-19, hashtag COVID-19, natural immunity is superior to vaccine immunity, hashtag vaccine immunity, by a lot. There's no science justification for hashtag vax proof if a person had prior infection. I have a question about this that I'd like to ask Eugene Gu or another doctor. CD, at CDC director, at POTUS, must follow the science. If no previous infection, get vaccinated. Oh my goodness, this guy's still telling you to get vaccinated if you haven't had a previous infection. But he's saying that a previous infection provides better immunity, superior immunity to the jibby jab by a lot. I've got a question. Dr. Giroir, Dr. Gu, Anthony Fauci. Um, if someone has had a prior infection recently, could a, could getting reinfected, respiked with whatever is in that jibby jab, could that actually cause them harm? If the, if their body has already gone through the immunological response to infection, and you know their lungs, you know they coughed and they and their body had that response to fight off a virus, could getting jabbed too shortly after infection actually cause problems? Could getting jabbed within a ter- certain time frame after na- uh, natural infection cause additional problems? I've got, I've got questions. Does anyone have an answer to that? And then look at this. Well, I, okay. So this this is in. Um, don't do that. No, don't do that. This is in uh, the Daily Mail. So I I, I, I didn't redact any email. I, I, I guess Scott Gottlieb is not using that Gmail anymore. Uh, and here's an email, Doctor Gottlieb called Dr. Giroir's relatively innocuous tweet corrosive in an internal email to company higher-ups who apparently were not made aware of Gottlieb's financial ties to Pfizer. Yeah, it's corrosive. It's corrosive to bottom lines. Corrosive to profits. Oh, my God. It's, it's no matter how cynical you are, you are still being naive. Uh, this, this is the kind of stuff that's corrosive. Here he draws a sweeping conclusion off a single retrospective study in Israel that hasn't been peer-reviewed. But the, the tweet will end up going viral in driving news coverage. It's, it's funny how truth has a way of going viral. Um, it's, it's a sweeping conclusion off a single retrospective study. I'm sorry, then what the hell did uh, Anthony Fauci make the same statement uh, based on decades earlier? Uh, uh, an Israeli study that hadn't been made yet? What did Anthony Fauci base that statement on? Dr. Gottlieb, MD, decades earlier, or at least years earlier. What was that statement? Oh, oh. Dr. Gottlieb is the former commissioner of the FDA under President Trump and a member of Pfizer's board of directors. My goodness. There were some questionable picks there. Uh, documents show that I'm, I'm spitting everywhere. Documents show that on August 27, 2021, Dr. Gottlieb emailed Todd O'Boyle. O'Boyle rules. It's a joke. It's O'Doyle. Uh, a top lobbyist in Twitter's Washington office after seeing a tweet disparaging the COVID vaccines. How dare you disparage my product? The tweet was posted by Dr. Brett Girard, another government health official under the Trump administration, and touted the superiority of natural immunity over vaccine-conferred immunity. 
There is no immunity. There is no immunity. There is no immunity. At best, we now have been told that it reduces the severity of symptoms and severe COVID. There is no immunity, but we were told that they never told us it was going to confer immunity. Can you imagine the gaslighting, sucking and blowing, flipping and flopping, jumping and sitting? We never told you that it confers immunity, but, but vaccine immunity is better than natural immunity. They, they told us it would confer immunity. Joe Biden said, if you get the jibby jab, you will not get the virus. Rachel Maddow said, if you get the jab, you will not get the virus to give to others. Fauci said, if you get the jab, it will give you a protection and you won't get the virus. They said it. Then they said they didn't say it. Then they said, you're crazy for thinking that they said it. Then they say that they said it again. Dr. Dr. Gottlieb, who currently has a Twitter following of about 550,000, lobbied for the tweet to be flagged as misinformation. Dr. Gottlieb said in the email, the language could prove to be corrosive, yada, yada, yada. And even though Twitter could not prove outright that the tweet was in violation of its misinformation policy, it was slapped with a misleading label anyway. Dr. Gottlieb himself never requested that the label be tweeted as such, just lamenting that the corrosive... Oh, he never... Dr. Gottlieb himself never requested that the tweet be labeled as such, just lamenting that the corrosive message would wind up driving news coverage in a negative way. He never told me to take it down. He never told Twitter to remove it because anybody who writes like this is a 12-year-old child who thinks that corruption in today's day and age consists of a guy coming in with sunglasses and mobsters next to him with a briefcase full of cash and goes up to Twitter and says, Twitter. Here's $50,000 for you to flag that tweet. Oh, Twitter, here's how you have to label that. Oh, I never told them what to do. I just told them it would be corrosive. Corruption is not a briefcase full of cash anymore. It's the wink of an eye. It's the nudge of an elbow. It's, it's an open-ended statement that the interlocutor or the recipient knows exactly how to finish. I didn't tell them to flag it or label it as such. I just told them it would be corrosive. They knew what to do. That's how insidious corruption works. This is not the mob, although they operate like the mob. They operate with institutionalized corruption, insidious, undetectable corruption that doesn't leave writing and doesn't leave cash. I never, I never told them what to do. They just, they just knew what to do because we have shared interests and that's how it works. Mr. Berenson argued that Dr. Gottlieb's motivation for quashing the tweet, which cast out on the necessity of vaccines, was financial. In saying that natural immunity through prior exposure to the virus was superior to that conferred by vaccine, Brett Giroir was placing Pfizer's sky-high profits in jeopardy. Uh, I, I, yeah. Dr. Gottlieb's financial ties to Pfizer were not flagged in internal emails regarding the tweet. He was, uh, what does it say here? He was spoken about, he was spoken about by execs of the social media company as the former FDA commissioner, but not a Pfizer stakeholder who would be affected by waning vaccine uptake. Who are these people? Is that, that what Berenson looks like? He looks like an actor. Uh, in his Substack post, Berenson wrote, by suggesting some people might not need COVID vaccinations, the tweet could raise questions about the shots. Besides being former FDA commissioner, a CNBC contributor, and a prominent voice on COVID public policy, Gottlieb was senior board member at Pfizer, which depended on mRNA jabs for almost half of its $81 billion in sales in 2021. Who bought that stuff? Oh, yeah, that's right. Our governments did. Pfizer paid Gottlieb $360,000 for his work 
that year. Berenson, a former New York Times journalist uh, and prolific novelist, as Robert Barnes has consistently reminded us, has become one of Twitter's most high-profile vaccine skeptics. One of his hot takes got him temporarily banned from the platform last summer. The tweet in question said, it doesn't stop infection, true, or transmission. Now we know that to be true. Don't think of it as a vaccine. Think of it as, at best, a therapist with a limited window of a, a therapist. I mean, I think they meant a therapeutic with a limited window of efficacy and terrible side effect profile that must be dosed in advance of illness. And we want to mandate it insanity. Uh, think of it as a therapeutic. I know that's not how you spell therapeutic. Think of it as a therapeutic, but don't, don't take Alex Berenson, that, that's that, that weird dude, that eccentric. Don't think of it as, now I'm gonna- oh god that's me i'm at a hotel there where is the video oh son of a beasting once we've tried to discredit berenson based on credentials don't listen to him listen to dr karen moore in a tweet that i love going to everybody to. instead of saying it's a personal decision in a tweet that i love going because to. at present we're doing a risk-based approach What's the risk? What's the risk? Uh, there's always a risk to uh, to having any therapeutic to uh, to having any therapeutic 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 therapeutic. I have to highlight a benefit. <laughs> you want to make sure there's a very strong benefit uh, versus the risk. If we're an 18 year old healthy individual, the risk the risk to getting hospitalized hospitalized if we have no medical illness uh, is very very low. We know there is a risk, a very, very small, small risk, risk, one in five thousand that may get myocarditis, for example, uh, and uh, I don't know why the audio clipped. It doesn't matter. A very small risk, one in 5,000, which we now know to be more than that per dose. Uh, but when we see young athletes uh, having massive cardiac issues on a field and we ask the question, we are insensitive bastards relishing in the, in the misery of others, uh, promoting conspiracy theories, as opposed to just asking the understandable questions, context provided. So that's, got, that's what Gottlieb um, is alleged to have done. I mean, that's, that's the tweet. This is how Twitter used to work. Infiltrated by FBI, infiltrated by intelligence, infiltrated by government with back channels uh, to, you know, flagging, removing posts, and now being influenced by the financial interests of Big Pharma. Do you know what that is? That is the actual, I believe it literally, in the literal sense, the definition of fascism. You have government... Big government, big tech, big pharma, working hand in hand to suppress accurate information to promote government narratives, government agendas, and big pharma uh, financial interests at the expense and with the blood of the citizens, proverbially speaking, although not according to some. That is the, um, the latest on the Twitter files. And by the way, um, it's just me. I got your email. I saw it now, and I'm going to share that everywhere but thank you again um so that's the latest of the twitter files what they've revealed now i mean just just to summarize intelligence and government entities getting involved to suppress free speech on the hunter biden story uh preventing the free flow of accurate information that would have impacted the outcome of the 2020 election while they accuse others of election interference that was one. Uh, holy crap, I was like, there's, there's the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, censorship, 
dude, I, I can't, I can't even remember all of them. It's a problem. Uh, we need, we need Elon Musk to do a, uh, a summary. So that's what, that's what Gottlieb's role in all of this is. And, you know, we want to be fair to everybody. Um, we want to be fair to everybody. Gottlieb came out on Twitter uh, in an attempt to defend himself. Where is it? Scott Gottlieb. Here we go. He came out on Twitter yesterday with a thread. And his thread basically consists of uh, deflection, ignoring the issue, and then portraying himself as the victim in all of this. In the past, I've raised concerns with Twitter related to the safety of me and others and threats being made on the platform. This included direct as well as specific threats. Sometimes it included statements that I believe were purposely false and inflammatory. How do you follow these flipping things? The selective disclosure of my private communications with Twitter stokes the threat environment. So does actions that empower people who've shown little restraint when it comes to purposeful vitriol. Oh, we're not allowed having vitriol anymore. Can't, can't say, you can't, no more freedom of speech. I mean, you, you weren't free to share accurate information under, under Gottlieb's leaning on Twitter. Why should you be free to share anything else? It instigates more menacing dialogue with potentially serious consequences. If the goal of the Twitter files is transparency, here are some of the private emails I had with Twitter related to threats and safety, which weren't released and which I repeatedly highlighted in my communications with the platform. Safety remains an existential concern for Twitter. I have no doubt it remains a concern. And I have no doubt you were getting some serious, serious backlash. Backlash, which probably crosses the line in some, in some examples, in some instances. But here's some, here's some emails that I shared with Twitter related to threats and safety, not related to the truth of what's being alleged here, that I censored information that might very well have caused people to be injured. The, the, the question is this. There's two, there's two um, angles here. There's two forks in the road. Anybody who had natural immunity and would not have needed to get the jibby jab, who might have been compelled, coerced, or pressured to getting the jibby jab and suffered an adverse reaction, but might not have had this information not been suppressed, but actually been welcomed by the medical community and policymakers. Oh, I'm sorry if I can understand people being very angry that their well-being was compromised because a Pfizer exec wanted to censor accurate medical information to ensure profits. I'm, I, I can understand that some people would be Livid, to put it mildly. What we've seen there is censorship that could reasonably have injured people who did not need to get the jab had proper policy been enacted after proper discussion of accurate medical information. Flip side is people might have also gotten potentially injured from getting jibby jabbed too soon from natural infection, where their body is still responding. It might be compounding the effects. No, no, but, but uh, yeah, no, but you're the victim because um, as a result of this disclosure, uh, people are angry with you. No doubt you shared emails relating to threats and safety. No doubt. And no doubt you were getting serious, serious backlash. And there are things that are unjustifiable that people should not say even in the heat of it um 
But when you usurp people's bodily autonomy, I mean, it's it's like the the line from Pulp Fiction. I mean, you, you had to expect a reaction. Yeah. Remember the scene where, where he's talking about giving uh, Jules is talking about massaging uh, the big boss. What's his name? You gave him a foot. Mas- you gave his wife his wife a foot massage. Yeah, that doesn't give him the right to throw the mother effer out of the out of the out of a roof, effing up the way the effort talks. I mean, there was a lot of efforts in that movie. And Jules says. Did he overreact? Absolutely. Was his reaction improper? Absolutely. But you had to have expected a reaction. Okay. What, what, what do you think people are going to do when they discover that financial interests trump their bodily autonomy and their well-being? They're going to be angry. And, and that, that's the thread. So in all of this, where Gottlieb tries to uh, depict himself as the victim of, of the backlash of his wrongdoing doesn't negate, doesn't contradict, doesn't even respond to the wrongdoing in the first place. What was, what was, I'm looking at the, Marcellus Wallace, thank you very much, uh, your eyes in 3030. I mean, he must, he did, did he, he must have expected a reaction. I would play that clip, but I don't, you know, some copyright holders are a little more uh, trigger happy than others. Uh, do we have any more on that? I don't think we have any more on that. That's the latest dump, and we've we've been hosed. We've been hosed. Jan Jekilek, who is this guy? I, I know that I, I know I know this guy. A lot of flags there. Epic. Oh yeah, okay, that's right. Epoch Times show host Cash's Corner. Of course, I know this guy. Okay, fine. Uh, Finding Manny, Holocaust documentary producer. Uh, he put out a tweet. This is just a you know, Pfizer board member who used the head of the U.S. FDA lobby Twitter to take action against Post, accurately pointing out that natural immunity is superior to COVID-19 vaccination, according to emails released today. And we've seen that. Yeah, they're they're, they're going to get mad at me when I find out how much I've stolen from them. Oh, yeah, that was my response to Mark Lamont Hill. Forget it. Forget about it. Okay, let's just go to my... There's, there's a couple more articles. Um, let me see this. Okay, we got this. Yeah, we talked about this. This is uh, questions about CTV's response to the on-air medical emergency. Um, oh, here, Project Veritas. Don't get angry at Pfizer when you find out how they've been screwing you. Playing with your with your bodily autonomy and, and risking your well being for their financial profits. Let's just let's just leave it here. Chris Croce is a senior associate scientist with Pfizer. He goes on to explain a test that is currently taking place at Pfizer, not to determine the effectiveness, but to see if it is leading to heart attacks. I'm glad you didn't get any uh, myocarditis. Yeah. That's a concern, right? No. More so for younger people. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, I, I thought that was not allowed asking that question. That's what we're looking into right now. Oh, cool. oh, I'm sorry. That's what we're looking into right now. I'm sorry. Then in virtue of what have you been assuring us, it was both safe and effective for everyone. One size fits all. Oh, what's that? You have a size 12 foot? Jam it into the size six shoe. We're all wearing size six shoes, people. I don't care what size your foot is. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we're doing we just sent like 3,000 patients 
samples mm-hmm. to get tested for like elevated troponin levels. Yeah. Um, to see if it's vaccine based or mm-hmm. so. What's it look like? I don't know. We're, I mean, we just sent that over this past week. Oh, just just this past week. It's, I'm sorry. We've been we've been mass vaccinating for the last two years. We just sent it over this week. I, I don't know if this is from a year ago or I think this is recent. This this is recent. So no, we've just sent it over this past week. But we're still pushing it. We don't know. We don't know. But take it. Shut up and don't ask questions when you see young males um, having cardiac issues, which we don't, we don't know. And the last batch will be sent over next week. All external testing. We'll see. Hopefully it's good. Because, I mean, if not, then my opinion, that might pull something from the market. I, it's amazing. Well, today's theme, no matter how cynical you are, you're still being naive. We're just doing those tests now. After mass vaccination, after Obama eloquently put it, clinical testing on the global population, two years in, now we're just, we're just testing for those, these minor little things. These minor little things. Uh, okay, well, that is actually it for the COVID files. Let me see what we got in the chat here. I saw that video at least a year ago uh, that says a skeptical skeptical 59 says, I saw that video at least a year ago. Tits and ray guns says jamming a size 12 into a size six is how come on. Well, I have to read the whole thing before I start reading it. You're going to get me in trouble here. Um, Jack Burton one says, don't forget Antifa held rallies for pro-mask and jab mandates. They are your enemy. <sighs> Crash Bandit says, we will have long-term data in five to 10 years. That's, that's typically how it worked. I remember being invested in a company called, like I bought the stock. It was a pharma, Montreal pharma company. And they were, they were testing adjuvants. And I remember every time they announced another two-year delay, the stock would drop like 50%. Another one of my wonderful picks. Uh, all right, so that 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 covers it for that. Let me see here. Um, ter- Teresa B. Kind says, my son's heart almost beat out of his chest after the needle. I, on yesterday's COVID space, uh, Twitter space with um, Mario Nafal, um, yeah, answers for Sean was talking. It's just, it's just heartbreaking. And, and there's so many. There's just so many. Okay. Um, I'll go back to the chat and see if there's anything in there afterwards. Now there's a couple of things which you, you, you probably want to hear about. The madness, the absolute madness of the world we're living in. No matter how, I'll stop saying it. No matter how cynical you are, you're still being naive. This is, this is Peel Regional Police. Peel is an area outside of uh, Toronto. Peel Regional Health, once upon a time, for those of you who have been here for two years, I remember doing the video on the lake at my parents' cottage where Peel Regional Medical, Peel Regional Health had handed out a flyer saying that if your kid um, came in contact with someone who was COVID positive, that you'd have to quarantine that kid for 10 days, um, as young as five years old. And when there was the outcry or the backlash that there should have been, they said, oh, it was, it was, a, it was a messaging mistake. It was a communications error, uh, you know, as in, we accidentally said something on purpose that was true, but we didn't realize it was going to get such blowback. And I said, anybody who isolates their kid, uh, not just for exposure, 
for COVID itself, like you don't send your kid to school, you stay home until you're healthy. Any parent who brought life into this world to then lock that kid up in a room because the parent is scared of getting the jibby jab, the, not the jibby, sorry, the Rona. Um, you should not, maybe you should have, re- you should rethink your, your decision to have kids, although it's too late and rethink your, your decision. But any parent who isolated their kid because Peel Regional told them to isolate a kid if they came in contact with someone who tested positive, institutionalized government sanctioned child abuse. Full stop, nothing less. That's Peel. That's Peel for you. Peel Regional Police actually put out this tweet. Man arrested for attempted murder while already on release for attempted murder. Why the hell is Peel Regional Police uh, giving a headline to a story that you would expect the, 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 the Babylon Bee to give to the story? Is that... Oh, hold on. My tweet... My, finally. Hold on a second. Meanwhile, Tamara... Oh, this is my... Meanwhile, Tamara Leach, Pat King, Chris Barger, Barber, locked up for months in pretrial detention on nonviolent mischief charges. Let's just see what, what some people had to say to that. Good meme. Okay. They're white. Okay. Disgusting. Didn't Tamara get bail? Yeah. After, I don't know, a, a few weeks the first time. Pat King was in there for five months, I think. Exactly. Those were federal offenses. That's why. Uh, <laughs> or what, I think attempted murder is a federal offense as well. Um, oh yeah, they should be. There you go. Govern me harder, daddy. Uh, let's just go read the article. Man arrested for attempted murder while already on release for attempted murder. I mean, uh, the Peel police have to be releasing it drafted this way to draw attention to the insanity, to call for uh, legislative reform. They have to. I mean, there's only, there's no other explanation for that header, which reads like a Babylon B article and not a police press release. Uh, do we care about the story? Uh, investigators from the 11th Division Criminal Bureau have arrested a 22-year-old man with a history of violence for attempted murder following a December shooting in Mississauga. On Wednesday, yeah, there were shots fired. Detective identified the shooter as Elijah Simpson Sweeney. A warrant was issued for his arrest, uh, yeah, yeah, and with the assistance of the North Bay Police, that's north of, north of Toronto, and the Ontario Provincial Police, he was arrested Wednesday, January 4, 2023. Elijah Sweeney, uh, had of no fixed address, has been charged with the following six criminal code offenses. Attempted murder times two, assault times two, chokes, suffocates, or strangles, criminal harassment. Held for bail, yada, yada, yada. Released, attempted murder while on bail for attempted murder. But political prisoners get locked up for five and a half months. Pat King, 59 days total for Tamara Leach, Leach over three different stays or two or three different stays in jail. There's enough, there's enough room there for, for prisoners, people. No, no room for prison reform there. And a history of violence, maple syrup, one, two, three, eh? Yeah. So that's meanwhile in Canada. Uh, what else uh, is, is going to be, I say fun. Fun from a cynical perspective. No, I got the video. Um, uh, why did I pull up Chuck Schumer? Chuck Schumer. Everyone must stand up and condemn the attack on Brazil's Congress, presidency, and Supreme Court. We stand with democracy and with the people of Brazil against the demagogues who deny election results. Why did I bring that up? Chuck Schumer was an idiot. I mean, that, that, that must have been the reason. Bunch of hypocrites. Hold on, my mustache. Hmm. Okay. Uh, then there's one more article. 
uh, courtesy of, of Mark Elias highlighting what is um, what is a serious problem and not something to be proud of. So uh, Mark Elias posted a highlight or a, posted, shared a, a, a clip from this article from Town Hall. His clip reads, Carrie Lake could not find election attorneys to represent her suing over the botched election because they were too terrified of the bar. In contrast, the left was represented by the most powerful progressive election attorneys in the country. Now, Mark Elias, it's true, um, just quoted it without comment. So it's not, maybe he disagrees with it. Maybe he thinks it is a problem that lawyers have been intimidated out of representing clients vigorously because of the weaponizing, the political weaponization of the licensure of the bar societies, of the professional orders. Doctors no longer are able to give free medical advice for fear of losing their license. Maybe it was a critique. Describing fascism while portraying it as democracy was my observation. Let's just read the article because it is just a sign of the times. Uh, to be read, uh, apparently Town Hall is right-leaning. I, I have no idea. Get, get out of here. I'm not buying it. A lot of scrutiny is on Maricopa County's Rhino's leadership due to the botched 2022 midterm election, where four Democrats strangely allegedly won Arizona's top races, despite three of them being well behind in the polls. Nothing, nothing weird there. Despite one of them being the Attorney General. Well, not the Attorney General, the State Attorney General. Yeah, K- Katie Hobbs was... Um, Whatever her position, despite Katie Hobbs' candidate uh, supervising her own election. Yeah, it's amazing. These, these polls, it's just shocking. On election day, there were massive problems. We covered the Kerry Lake trial during the two days. Maricopa County Supervisor Ed Recorder have adamantly defended the integrity of the electoral process, despite hundreds of thousands of misdemeanors and countless anomalies, which all coincidentally happened to favor the Democrats, violating the law of large numbers. Okay. Where was the part that I wanted to bring it to. They highlight some corruption. When it comes to Maricopa County supervisors, much of their funding comes from the real estate industry. If you look at their campaign finance reports, it's a who's who of the home builder, developer, and other wealthy related interests. Many previous supervisors have come from that industry, contributing to why they developed the reputations as rhinos. That and apparently um, Richard, the recorder there, lied under oath about having had an involvement in a in a pack that was um, opposing MAGA Republicans. Okay, let's just hear. Supervisor Bill Gates is a member of the State Bar of Arizona. So with all the conservative election attorneys targeted with bar complaints around the country, it was clear why he came out loudly denouncing any election integrity efforts. Because they can come for your license if they don't like what you're saying or on behalf of whom you are saying it for. That bar has a reputation for going after conservative attorneys worse than any other state bar in the country. Gates also served as the board of multiple on the board of multiple nonprofits, yada yada yada. Um, Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richer, he's the one who was testifying from uh, Jupiter Village in Florida, I think, during the trial, is another member of the bar. He apparently wanted to impress the bar so much with his stance asserting there is no voter disenfranchisement that he started a pack for GOP election fraud deniers. The bar doesn't care that it appears to violate ethical rules by supporting candidates in elections he oversees as recorder. What some experts, what some legal experts say is a conflict of interest. Carrie Lake could not find election attorneys to represent her suing over the Bosch election because they were too terrified of the bar. In contrast, the left was represented by the most powerful progressive election attorneys uh, like Mark Elias. He proudly champions election integrity lawsuits around the country. 
Uh, I'll share that on, on locals so you can all get that. Did I just shut down the street? No, I didn't. Uh, and then you have some people saying, well, of course it makes sense. Why shouldn't, why shouldn't they be sanctioned for, for, for filing frivolous lawsuits? That, that's, that's the new democracy. Sanctioned attorneys for representing their clients. Norm Pattis, Alex Jones's attorney in Connecticut, uh, Judge Bellis uh, sanctioning him, a suspension of his law license for six months because of an inadvertent accidental disclosure from what I understand, at least from what Barnes has mentioned, was a link provided to other counsel in the lawsuit, other plaintiff's counsel in the lawsuit, not like disclosed to the public, like social security numbers of Trump allies and Trump supporters and Trump Trump witnesses, like the January 6th committee just did, uh, following the end of their kangaroo committee of a committee. No sanctions for them. Alex Jones attorneys, sanctioned. Dershowitz, represented Carrie Lake, sanctioned. Hey, oh, well, who would have thunk that weaponizing the licensure, the bar societies, the professional orders would have an effect of silencing, uh, deterring free and fair representation? Who would have thunk? So it's almost by design. Did I miss a rumble rant here? I think I just saw one. One dollar rumble rant. Oblividance says Chuck Schumer always reminds me of Grima Warm Tongue. Grima Worm Tongue. He exudes sliminess. I agree with the exuding sliminess. I don't know who Grima Worm Tongue is. I have to go look that up. I might not do that in real time. And there was one more rumble rant. Oh, there we go that I missed it. It's Chechism. You should pull this up to show everyone, Viva. Oh, we have lots to talk about. I'm, I'm going to call you after the show. Do I want to pull this up? Let me see. Not that I do. Oh, God, I've been forgetting the locals. The locals chat. Pam Walker says, good grief, made me furious. Pam Walker. Haha, David. It just makes you want to scream, doesn't it? The lies are so incredibly frustrating. Uh, and I lost it there. There's been a chat going on at Viva Barnes Law. <laughs> uh, there's been a chat going on the entire time. It looks like, How many people we have here? We've got 50, 50 plus people in the chat. Who were the two experts Viva listened to when he decided to get the C-19 vax? That is coming from Anita Y in the locals community. Oh, yeah, yeah. View all, view tipped. Here we go. It says, good grief, maybe furious. And Pam Walker, $1 tips says, haha, David, it just makes you want to scream, doesn't it? The lies are so incredibly frustrating. That is what it's like to live with a true narcissist. And you got to keep, and you try to keep track of the lies. It's like, and it's, it's an impossible, it's an impossible feat. Oh yeah. So Chet Chisholm, I got distracted. Let me see what the link is that you sent. Oh, here we go. It's, it's a government website. Cares. It's like Varus. It's just the Canadian. No, not that one. Adverse event report findings. Here we go, Chet. And I'll call you in about 30 minutes. Um, Adverse event report. This is Canadian adverse event reporting system. Looking at the header, looks right. Let's just see something here about. Keras, we provide a safe place where individuals can be heard and their experiences documented in a secure, confidential manner. Oh, so is this, is this a federal website? I'll have to see what this is afterwards, but let's just back up and see what you wanted. Adverse event report finding. Keras is collecting data from individuals who perceive that they have experienced an adverse event related to their inoculation with the jibby jab. They put, this is not a government website. <laughs> um, 
At the present time, CARES cannot know for certain if a specific event that any individual reported as an AE is in fact an adverse event. Okay, so we're, we already know how everybody's going to, everybody who does not want to believe this is going to be able to wheeze a lot of it or, or explain it away. No verification. People have written off VERS. You want, you want to talk about the peak intellectual dishonesty. People have written off VERS as being meaningless because anybody can file a report. When VERS was enacted as... Um, a signal detector specifically for that reason. Once people have written off the very government entities that were created for the purposes of measuring that which they were created to measure, they've written them off because anybody can file a report under penalty of, of, of perjury. Uh, they're, they're, nobody's seeking the truth. They're seeking reassurance for the decisions they've already made. Adverse event by age. So I presume this adds up to 100. So of 100%, 25% of the adverse events reported are in the 40 to 49 bracket. Let me do some quick math here. My goodness, who would be vaccinating a, 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 a zero to four-year-old? 2.5, 8, 25, 50. Okay, 80. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. All right, well, that's it, guys. You can go to C-A-E-R-S and, and read about it. And I'm, I'm going to read about it afterwards and, and talk to Chet Chisholm. All right, I think, I think we've done it, people. Let me see. Let me just see in the backdrop. Is there any other story that I was going to bring up that I have not brought up? Okay, that's, that's Fauci. We've, we've already got that. Know the fro, merch. Sorry, hold on. That's not what we want to do. Get that out of there. No, I think, we, I think we've done it, people. We've done a great infuriating it's good to let it out in a respectful manner you know it doesn't have to, in a not in a non-violent non-threatening legal manner let it out in a legal manner period respectful people people apparently consider asking the obvious questions to be disrespectful respectful i, I believe is the way to do it R reveling in the misery you couldn't script this better the anti-vaxxer misinformation pro-Trump right-winger. She got what she deserved. The cosmos couldn't have scripted it better. And we'll see what the cause of death was. Um, now we're good. We're good. So everybody, let's, let's, let's leave on a, we're going to leave on a white pill. First of all, I've got some great videos to upload to Viva Family. Uh, I put a funny one up on Twitter and in locals. Uh, I befriended a pelican. That's what we're going to end this on. But what we're going to end this on is not giving in to despair in as much as anybody wants or is tempted to give into despair or apathy. I once discussed something with someone that said like, reacting angrily or out of frustration is not a sign of not caring. It's actually a sign of caring. When, you, when people don't care anymore, it's resignation. It's uh, Do not resign yourself to um, the forces of the time, but also do not let them turn you into the monster. Like I, 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 you, know, you know the way I feel about this. Victory at all costs is not victory. Uh, becoming the monster that you are battling is not success. So righteous, indi righteous indignation, righteous anger, uh, useful anger, and not threats, not harassment, not breaking the law, not being tempted to break the law, not being tempted to become the monster that you're battling and not being tempted to do anything that would give the monsters that you're battling the fodder, the pretext, the excuse they need to continue the abuse because you can't be controlled. You can't even control your own actions. 
Keep conducting yourselves in a manner that would make your parents, your children, and your pets proud. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Punch. Here is Pudge. I'm covering her butthole so that there's no poop. This is Pudge. She's good. I feel something clenching. Okay. I have to go wash my hands. That Pudge is good. She's alive and well. She's in the office. The office now is the quietest, the most insulated spot in the house. So, um, one an, an expression that I came up with, and I think it's insightful. In the end. All that you have is that which you leave behind. Make sure what you leave behind is something to be proud of, something that other people are going to uh, be grateful to have been a part of. I've got another expression, which I think is an original thought. Heaven and hell are the same thing. It's an eternity of hearing what people say about you in your absence. So make sure in as much as possible, I mean, you can't control what, what willfully dishonest people are going to say. Good faith, honest people. What are they going to say about you in your absence? And imagine hearing that echoing throughout your head for an eternity. It is both heaven and or hell, depending on how you've conducted your life while here. So be good, stay good, and don't give in. With that said, people, hold on. Let me just go to the chat and see what's going on there. Yeah, it's time to squeeze the pudge. Pudge fudge. Oh my goodness. Anyone who makes chocolate in the chat, Find me on Locals. Pudge Fudge. Trademarked, not trademarked, copyright. That It's been created. Pudge Fudge. It's going to be chocolate in the shape of poo. And it's going to have Pudge's face on it. Pudge, damn it, I just gave the idea away. Pudge Fudge. Uh, with that said, let's share the screen and have a little white pill. Man's interaction with nature. Um, All right, are we going to be friends? Pelicans are beautiful. And I was at uh, the pier and there was a pelican who was looking for food and I didn't have food. Plus, I know you're not allowed feeding the pelicans. So I instead just had a moment. 